0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, however, wherever, whenever you're listening. This is the Root for Wisconsin show, episode 67, coming at you from the Me True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. After a one-week hiatus... God, we're terrible. We are back, though. And when I say we're back, we're going to be fully in studio for the first time in nine months, something like that. It's probably been at least that. It's been close. Now... When I say we, I mean myself, Eric Fisher, the biggie, Ramsey Thompson, whose voice you just heard, what's going on, and Justin Dahl, who at the time of recording this is on his way here, so he will be here momentarily, and finally, like I said, he gets to see Studio 2 for the first time. I'm excited for that for him. I mean, I remember the first time I saw the studio, and I see it every day, big fan of that. Yes, Ramsey? I would hope you see it every day. It's in your house. I know. That's what I'm saying though. I'm I'm excited to see it every day. I go in past your, uh... it. I go past it on my way to, you know, wake up in the morning. In your dwelling. Yeah, in my dwelling. Like I said, I just I walk past it every morning, I'm like that's where the magic happens. It's the best best feeling in the world, Ramsey. It's well, Okay, let's not get too carried away, but it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the worst feeling, I guess, right? Right. So we got that going on. Uh, with that in mind, before we get to Justin, whenever he gets here, going go through a couple things here that we've, uh, we've missed in the last, really, two weeks. Lots of stuff to talk about. Big episode coming. Uh, buckle up. I'm sure we have a lot to talk about. Something happened in the last two weeks. A thing or two, probably, if I had to guess. I
1: don't remember anything that would come right to mind or that. Well, that's because we've been gone for so long. I don't think anything actually happened. I mean, not just any traded Packer players or anything.
0: Yeah, there's, there's some stuff we got to probably hit on. But before we do that, got to talk about our partners. First of all, Monkey Knife Fight. If you're not playing their contest, I really don't know what you're doing at this point. It's free money. Basically, I mean, you've got... NASCAR NBA the NCAA tournament games play the contest put money back in your pocket it's a blast you know with uh inflation and
1: stuff as it is nowadays you need that extra income you need that extra source income and monkey knife
0: fight might be the best source for that income I I gotta say it's gotta be up there without a doubt it's 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 probably the most fun one of the most fun ways to do it too yeah it's definitely easier than like getting up and going to work right I mean Yeah, easily. And there's stuff every day. There's sporting events every day. Gives you ruined interests? Easily. So that's Monkey Knife. We've also got our friends over at Raise Energy. Repsports.com. Code root 4 O O T Number four. That's code root4. 15% off any order. Ramsey, another new flavor just dropped. I saw there was another mystery one. That new flavor, Ramsey, is a sour rainbow or sour Skittles for Those paying attention at home, that sounds dangerous. I have not had a chance to try it yet. They've still got their uh Rays Madness tournament as well for the best limited edition flavor. It's uh, gonna become a permanent flavor, right? But show your support on their social media. Also, show your support by going to repsports.com using code root4 to order your favorite flavor and get 15% off with that code root4. With that, do they have baseball merch there? I'm sure they probably do. I heard they're having a season. They are having a season. That that did happen since the last time we recorded. Yeah, I just I just heard that that they're having a season and yeah, there's gonna be some all baseball the baseball going nerds on. are back out in full force. Yeah, we got well, we actually have that in our segment show tonight. <sighs> so we'll talk worst, a little baseball worst tonight. Worst segment Ramsey. ever. I wouldn't go that far. We've had some pretty bad ones. The only thing worse than a baseball segment is actual baseball. That you can't even say that. You told me the other night, Ramsey, Friday night. That Trevor Bauer, pitcher for the Dodgers, has gotten you into baseball. I've been following Trevor Bauer, and I didn't realize... um,
1: Who was the dude that played for the Red Sox that was also a psychopath? Uh, There's been a lot. Uh, Manny Ramirez. Okay. Uh, He was also a nut job. Yeah. Where are you going with this? I'm just saying, if baseball would be smart, right? To get their fans back to watching baseball. Let's put more Trevor Bowers out there. You know, minus the whole like rape and chicks thing. Allegedly. Allegedly. Outside of that, though.
0: How, he, he's interesting, right? Trevor Bauer is one of the most polarizing people in all of sports. Because he is so out there. But here's the problem with baseball though. Trevor Bauer is one of the most polarizing
1: people in sports, plays in the biggest market that the sport has to offer. And if you're not a baseball fan, you have no idea who he is. That's fair. I, I
0: wholeheartedly agree with that. That's a major problem. Hey, Major League Baseball, hire me. I will fix your problems. That'll be an interesting development to see how Ramsey would fix your problems, but... I'd fix them all. I'd I'd be interested to see that. Before we get into the to what we had rooted for, I got to ask you one more thing here because we haven't... Justin's still not here yet, so we're kind of waiting on him. So... As I'm sure you've seen by now, Eric Church canceled his Saturday concert in San Antonio. Sure. And there's a bunch of pissed off people about that. Because he's going to be attending the Final Four game to watch Duke, North Carolina. Good for him. I know that's not an unpopular take. and
1: I'm sure it's because I'm not necessarily personally affected by it. But if the Packers were playing the Super Bowl and I had a booked gig the same day, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Because the fans will always come back. And I guarantee
0: you he moves that tour date. Yeah, I mean, so at this point, so just to kind of catch up on everything going on. So at this point, he first has acknowledged that he feels it's incredibly selfish and he he does feel remorse for doing it. But at the same time, like this is the same guy and all these people out there saying he's selfish and saying they're never going to listen to him again. I don't think they really understand Eric Church, and I, I know this is way off of our tangent, but uh, we have to fill a. We have to fill space, and B. I think this is actually kind of cool, you know, timely with the Final Four coming up uh, this weekend. But I do want to just make reference here as to just the simple fact that we have such a, you know, it's a massive event, and it's it really kind of a. We talk a lot about entertainers and sports personalities in their, their mental states and their enjoyment of things. This is a guy, Eric church who goes above and beyond for his fans where the last two tours he's done have had no opening act where if his band members can't play on a night, cause they're sick, he will play on an acoustic show for two, three hours by himself. So still give fans that, that experience that they paid for. At the end of the day, I mean, he's got songs uh, like "Talladega" and Spring uh, Springsteen about creating memories and stuff like that that you're never gonna get back. If you had a chance, Ramsey, to watch potentially Coach, K, you know, Coach K in his final four, final game, potentially. You don't have to sell it to me. Fuck them fans. That's you know, like
1: <laughs> they'll get over it. That's the thing with fans. They're fanatics, and what fanatics do are they will forgive you. They're like a dog, right? Like, you smack your dog on the nose for doing something bad. They always come back. Fans are the same way. Like, if the Packers skip the date,
0: it's, we're not going to stop being Packer fans. Well, let's let's put this in the Packers' perspective. I mean, the Packers have now lost their extra home game that the area was counting on because of the London game. And people are worried about, you know, oh, I'm not going to be fans because they, they've caved. They were the last team, I think, to play internationally. If I'm not mistaken, I believe they were that. And then they do make it up. And I know neither one of us are huge soccer fans, but Lambeau Field has added a massive event coming up this summer, which I will be attending. I'm not even a soccer fan either. But any excuse to chug beer at Lambeau Field when it's warm outside? I, I don't know if I'm 100% going to be attending, but it is a very iconic. So you got Man City. You've got what is it? It's English Premier League, right? I don't even it's English. It's Man City versus Bayern Munich. Munich, Bundesliga, and that is German. German. So two of the top, most iconic soccer, soccer t- clubs, they're not teams, they're, they're clubs, they're whatever. a bunch of nerds is what they are, are playing in Lambeau Field this summer.
1: Like I said, there's no reason to not show up to that. That's going to be huge. And I bet you it's on a Saturday
0: afternoon in July. It might even be a Saturday morning. Soccer's weird like that. Oh, even better though, right? No, an early Saturday, like ten o'clock game. Then you're, you're hung over. You, a ten o'clock Saturday
1: afternoon, S- Saturday night, Saturday, Saturday night at six o'clock is when they should do it, because then we can party all day, go to the game, and then we're not gonna have any rooting interests, so we can party after, make it an all day event. Hit some ole, ole,
0: ole, ole. ole. Yeah, some American flags or something? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly his soccer chance, but I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll figure it out. I'm sure we will. They're not that intelligent fans. They're not, nothing compared to them baseball fans. That's true. I'll give you that. Joining us now in his Studio 2 debut... Justin Dahl, welcome back to the studio, Justin. Man, am I excited to see
2: your ugly mugs and be in the new studio? It's roomy in here, guys.
0: Oh, my God, I like it. It's a little far out here, though. It's, it's a drive, but well, I enjoy it. So first, I got to touch on two things. One, Secretary Shauna did a great job with the studio. Hey, it looks
2: great in here. Yes.
0: Except it's for that job. Manziel jersey. But- you watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be grounds for dismissal. <laughs> But so we've got we've got that, but also I do have to say so. And I said this to you while you were walking in. This is where the Packers live, man. They if you instead of taking the roundabout and coming the way that you did, if you go the other way, it's where a lot of guys live. So just saying, Ledge View, Ledge View. A lot of them live over by me too. That's true too. In your neighborhood, we're right down the street. yeah. So. Nice. Welcome to the presence of greatness, Justin.
2: Great. Greatness. I like I like the Jordy Nelson picture.
0: I've got a lot more stuff I can and I'm going to add. Just haven't gotten around to it yet. But well, this is a, a pretty good feely feeling home.
2: Um, it's big. I like it. It's good to see your ugly mugs. I'm glad to get to see it and be in the studio and talking to a microphone again. And,
0: so with that... Yeah. So we'll pick up with where we left off. So we had talked out quite a bit about all the stuff going on and in our lives here. Uh, but we're going to pick up and go right into what we had rooted for. We were waiting for you for that. Oh, I don't even. Yeah, okay. So with that in mind, that is sponsored by Fanatics. 300-plus powered stores. Root for your favorite, including your Final Four teams. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Villanova. Get your gear for them. But then show off your team with hashtag March to the Finals. That's fanatics.com. And Justin, I'll let you lead off here. Well, what I rooted for, since we've been off
2: for quite a a bit of time here, what I rooted for was uh, a great boys state championship um, tournament that was held down at the Kohl Center. Uh, The first one post-pandemic that was uh, at the Kohl Center. The games and the talent were really good again, Uh, the refing was really good again, uh, and the coaching was outstanding again. Uh, Much like we talked about a couple weeks ago with the girls' uh, state tournament, this one was uh, just as good, uh, just really good state championship games, um, especially the D1 championship game, but I think, uh, you know, I really rooted for Manitowoc Ron Colley, who kind of upset the Milwaukee Academy of Sciences, who is (laughs) loaded with talent, Um, just absolutely loaded with talent. And Ron Colley does the fundamental thing, um, plays great defense, makes you play their style of basketball, and congratulations to them on winning the D4 championship.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty good event. I'll, I'll definitely agree with that. Uh, very glad that it's back. And I know we have more to talk about on this topic, So, but we'll get yeah. to that a little bit later. Yeah. Before we do that, Ramsey, your route for, from the last two weeks. Uh, NASCAR. NASCAR's been
1: insane lately. If you guys are not watching yeah. the new car in NASCAR, yeah. you're doing something wrong. These have been, what, the last... What this is week eight, I think, of NASCAR?
2: Yeah, it, even if you watched uh, this week, it was kind of even... This was of all the races, probably the duddiest of the races, but it was still a great race.
1: And they've all been so good this year with that new car and the yeah, and strong.
2: That's that. I mean, that new car can take a hit, yeah, and you can keep going and and run yourself back into the into the race. And so I think that's the biggest thing I would take away from the new car.
1: It's been excellent. It really has. Like I've been impressed. It's kind of leveled the playing field out a little bit. I don't know if that's going to continue. I would assume that, obviously, Joe Gibbs is going to get it together, and I'm going to guess that uh, Trackhouse is probably going to slip back a little bit. So it's probably not sustainable what they're actually doing right now. Money and testing will you know, Eventually prevail. But for there's probably going to be about an 18-month stretch here yep. where there's probably 20 cars in the field that could win in any given week. Well, six new winners already so far. Oh, yeah. We've we had eight that's races? incredible. Eight races, yeah, six new winners, and I mean, really, you could make the argument too that Chase Elliott has been in contention just about every single yep. week, and he hasn't won one yet. Right. I mean, Kyle Busch has been competitive. Alex Bowman's looked great. I mean, there's been some of these guys that are.
2: Man, what a finish though! Like, I, I know people are gonna are, are gonna dog Ross Chastain for
1: for the move that he made, but I. That's the move you have to make. See, I'm in that boat, though. I I disagree with what Ross Chastain did versus what A.J. Allmendinger did. Everyone goes, oh, A.J. Allmendinger. A.J. Allmendinger moved him. Bumped him. Ross Chastain wrecked A.J. Allmendinger. (laughs) Dumped him. And I'm not a huge fan of that. But like I was telling the old lady on Sunday, we were watching obviously. And I'm like, you know, it's not... That's on brand for Ross Yeah. Right? And AJ said after, and this is probably one of the biggest, like, sports. He made a comment, right? And I, it just every, a lot of things clicked for me. He's like, you make a move that you're comfortable with. And you have to be comfortable with the backlash. Yep. And AJ Allmendinger says that after the race, after gets dumped. And I'm like, you know, that can translate to a lot of stuff in sports. Mm-hmm. I think that can translate to the Cleveland Browns situation right
0: now. I've got a lot to say about that, by the way. We'll get to that in a little
1: bit. But I think that's something that translates very well to that just sports in general of of you have to make the move you feel comfortable with and then you have to live with the consequences. I don't
2: don't think any one of us that are sitting here that are in Ross Chastain's uh, seat wouldn't make that move.
1: I would not have made that move. I would have made that move. That move's dirty to me. Like I said, AJ, AJ is moving, Ross Chastain is wrecking. I think Ross Jeff had a better car and Ross Jeff probably could have passed AJ Almendinger. but I get it too. I'm not. You really think he had a better car? I do. Dinger stuck with him the whole way. He yeah. He didn't get to run away. Or Dinger anything. really, ne- Dinger couldn't get by him without moving him. Dinger yep. followed him that entire, what, stage and a half towards the end of that race. Yep. And AJ Almendinger never passed him. So I, I think Ross's car was better. I get it, and I'm. Not, I don't even want to fault Ross for it. I just first
2: win, first win in in cup, first win for his his owner. Gets I get it. The playoffs. Yeah,
1: I get it. I don't have <laughs> to necessarily. So I think it's dirty. Yeah. I don't like dirty racing, but that's just yeah. There's a place. for See, it, though. I I feel like
2: there's two sides of the argument because if it were, you know Ross Chastain gets a a bad rap because of what he does, but if that you know. If that's one of your guys, all, you're a big fan of it. All Dale Earnhardt fans would have thought, Robin's know, racing, man. Yeah. Let's go. And Dale Earnhardt would have done the same thing. And, and, like I said, and those fans would have been like, that's racing.
1: I'm not, I'm not discriminating. What he did, I don't, I, I don't have to like it, mm-hmm. but, but I don't blame him for yeah. the boat, oh, 100%. Right? Like I
0: understand what he was going after. 100%. So that leads me to my route for, and I've got two quick ones here. First, just a quick shout out since the last time we recorded, uh, officially done with radio now for the the basketball season as the Grimmie Phoenix women uh, took a loss uh, to the w 9 to Minnesota. Again, probably got away from them. I think they had a chance in that one. Yeah. Um, and, and just another awesome year comes to an end officially. So I got hats off to that team, hats off to my broadcast team with uh, Jimmy in the studio and... And uh, Matt Pauly on site for them and Brian for the men, too, for that matter. But uh, got to give them a shout out there. Awesome team to work with. The access that they give us for radio is second to none. And it's honestly just been an incredible experience to to work with them um, for another season. And I, I get to do that and do what I love to do. So, yeah, so quick shout out there. And then my other route for got a shout out here of something Rams and I did this weekend. We and that happen? was the Raging Pro Wrestling RPW extravaganza Rage. at the watering hole. What an absolute blast. That was probably the best 40 bucks I've spent in a long time. Probably my best 40 ever. I think that was a wonderful way to spend $40. First of all, I, I gotta say, and we have we have some wrestling on TV right now. A live indie show. That is the best experience I've ever had, like, at a wrestling event in any way. We had interaction with the wrestlers during the match and the refs. Right. Awesome fans. Cheap beer. And, I mean, really, what more can you ask for? And then Nothing. on top of it, you know, you get to actually go meet and greet with these these wrestlers. And every person who was there had been on TV. Right. And has been, like, mainstay, you know, WWE talent, Ring of Honor talent. Um, has made some appearances on AEW, Impact, New Japan, etc. So a lot of mainstream talent there. Getting to meet them, one-on-one, pictures, autographs, you name it. Well, just a really cool experience, really cool venue. And I'm glad we could partner with them. Yeah. And I'm gonna start promoting the new show. They've got another show coming up May 7th at the Watering Hole. Tickets are already on sale. Be we'll be there in front row. Front row again. Nice. chugging bush Bushlight. chugging bush Bushlight. So RPW Rage and Pro Wrestling, if you haven't checked it out, by all means, check it out. YouTube, Facebook, uh, you name it. Definitely got to say what an incredible experience. I'm glad they had us. They shouted us out at yep. 1.2. point, um, Just awesome, awesome time Saturday night. So that was my two root fours. But with the positives come the negatives. And we got to talk about our Tyler Hero Nuggies of the Week, where we talk about kind of the most boneheaded thing that we saw the last week and... Justin, we start with you first for um, the root four, so let's go with you here now too. I think I don't. I think
2: my my uh, noogie of the week is a general thing. You know, uh, I'll, I'll I'll revert to the NCA tournament. Um, just the 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 regulars making it to the final four, the the true blue bloods and UNC, Duke, Kansas, Villanova. You know, you don't have that true. Underdog that that the non-common fan could really root for, to me that,
1: that it kind of is makes it boring. Um, Doesn't the number one seed win like
0: every year? No. The number one or two? No. I, I literally... They win the national. We've done this before. We've done this conversation. A one or two seed has won almost every NCAA tournament in the last twenty years.
1: Yeah, but the I think UConn at six was the lowest. Hey, the seed to
2: underdog. Win. The underdog going into this is UNC as an eight seed, but it's. Freaking UNC, you know? Do you you know what I mean? I I see where you're
0: coming from. It's just more of kind of like a, I guess, being annoyed that it's. I would have rather seen Miami make
2: it. I mean, Miami's an ACC school, but they're not a traditional blue blood basketball program. I I wanted an underdog to make. I mean, everybody's bracket screwed up,
1: so you might as well root for St. Peter's, go Peacocks. No, give me the blue bloods. I don't want to see crap basketball. You wouldn't see the Peacocks sucked. It did. They, they got blown up by a, 20. I don't want to see that on a national stage. Not one of stage. those games
2: was good. Yeah. Give not me, one of them. Not one the, of the Elite Eight games was good. Give me no. the Blue
1: Bloods. I, I don't need these... F- pretenders. Yeah, these garbage-ass small schools. Give me I,
2: Duke. I, I will say I think it's really cool that for the first time, UNC and Duke will meet in the Final Four.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's awesome, that's right? That's incredible.
2: A 50-49 and, 49, and uh, career record for Coach K against... Uh, UNC so he can well and even uh put it in stone that he's had a winning record against UNC Kansas Villanova that'll be a good game Kansas mm. I, I'm not a big Kansas fan I have my my likeness for Bill self has worn off he's about the dirtiest coach
1: in the game he's, what's that dude that was sleep on the co-eds
0: that was Ra oh Louisville I thought he was dirtier <laughs> Well, maybe <laughs> he wasn't sleeping with the, them. He was hiring them to come sleep with his recruits, Ramsey. Come the on. In, the investigation's still going on. Allegedly, is it really still for Kansas? Yeah. Oh, for, I thought we were talking about Rick Pitino. I'm like, I thought that's oh, been done no. for years. Isn't Jay Wright pretty dirty though too? No, Jay, Jay, Jay Wright just looks like a j- mafia boss. I'm pretty sure he's a, Jay Wright is look, a
1: mafia. Yeah, you boss.
0: can't look like that and not be doing <laughs> shady stuff.
2: That might be a root for
0: Jay, Jay Wright. Wright, the pinky <laughs> ring. Yeah. I don't know if he actually has one or not, but he looks like a guy who would wear one. Three a fur
2: coat. He's made it to three out of the last six final fours.
0: And won two of them, correct? I'd, I'd, yeah. That might be right. Yeah, he's won one two. two. That dude's on a run right now. He's finally getting the credit. He's, he's probably... Because before he won that first one, he was one of the most underrated coaches in terms oh, of no having doubt. never won a national champion. Yeah. Then he wins two within... I think he's kind of done the San Francisco Giants thing where he wins in... Every even year, or something like that. Well, minus 2020 because COVID, but.
2: And you got to root for Villanova because they're not like a, a one and done school. They don't recruit kids that, they recruit kids that are going to be there for multiple years, not like Kansas, not like Duke. Um, UNC does it to a, a certain extent. UNC plays a lot of seniors this year, though. So if I, if, you know, the traditional coach, I, I would love to see a UNC Villanova. Not this guy. In a Duke household, and I know I'm a Duke guy, but
0: give me give me Duke Nova, give me just Duke. I don't even want to watch any other teams. That's fair. At least Duke has Palo Banquero. All right, Rams. What's your uh, what's your Noogie of the week?
1: I don't know that really one. To be honest with you,
0: really, pretty no good really two really weeks
1: good. for you. Pretty good two weeks. That's Everybody good. Got, to be honest, I remember, I did not watch one tournament game. Really. I Mel had him on. I watched the tail end of the Peacocks, North Carolina when they were already done by 20.
0: Yeah, Fair enough. that was terrible. So I'm going to, I'm going to go. And then something that Justin kind of teased a little bit earlier. My noogie of the week is pundits slash fans of the NFL and talking about off season winners and off season grades. And I, I am so sick of, of all the talk about, the off-season grade, like I said, these off-season grades and all this nonsense where I read something today where like they had the Packers as a D-plus for their off-season. Well, and I think, aside from tr- trading Devontae Adams, which uh, we had to talk I, about. They could do whatever what move would,
2: they're going to go through for the rest of the year and they still should get a D-plus for, you know, having to get rid of Devontae. Uh,
1: what grade would you
0: give them, though? Um, I think the way that they had for the cap room, that they had to do and the cap held that they were in the fact that really they bring most of their impact guys back. And on lesser contracts, the fact that they seem to have put aside the Aaron Rodgers drama for the next three, four years. All at the expense of Devante, though. Sure. But is it really that huge of
1: a loss? We'll get to that later. I I, I have some thoughts on that. We'll get to
0: that. We've kind of hit on that last time i was on but i i do gotta say these off-season grades and also like i said just the fact that we're anointing teams as super bowl contenders and and super bowl whatever when we haven't seen them play a down and new situation yet and all the off-season hot takes i i think i've just kind of hit my my boiling point with it but there are super bowl contenders though sure but we'll go over that in a few
1: weeks maybe after the draft but there's uh, there's only about 10 teams that can actually win the super bowl we've been over this before
0: too i would agree with it. and that's what i'm kind of saying here is we have we have pundits out there like adam shine and adam shine very well respected in sports media but adam shine saying that the dolphins are going to win more games this season than the chiefs because they have tyreek hill terrible take cool. and and quite frankly i'm not ready to anoint cleveland as this this end all be all the AFC North because they have Deshaun Watson now. Well if we look at the North
2: it's it's probably between what two teams Baltimore and,
1: and Cleveland. Cincinnati. Oh yeah I suppose. The, the, I don't so do we want to do this now or do we want do we want to talk NFL a fellow really? if it pertains to the Noogie I'll 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 say here. Sure. But Cincinnati obviously overachieved. I don't think Cincinnati's roster was a Super Bowl roster. No too. doubt about it. So I, I don't they disagree. Overachieved. I think Cleveland severely underachieved because they had like the 28th-ranked quarterback in the league. Baker was the issue, and not necessarily due all to himself. Baker just couldn't go his own way. I mean, Baker should have realized that, hey, I should turn this down, and I should... Because if he, Baker sits, right, they probably don't get to Sean Watson. Baker played injured. Baker didn't look great. And then... He was a headache. So yeah. Cleveland underachieves based on not having the quarterback right. I will go on that. When when you
2: say Baker was a bit of a headache, how big of a headache was he really to, to force Cleveland to take on a situation like they did with Deshaun Watson and all the backlash that's coming with that?
1: So I think the Deshaun Watson thing – um, is a... You're right. Like, it's a headache. That's
2: a question and a half. I mean, that, that takes a lot of diving into. I plus, th-
0: plus, I mean, just the way that... If we're we're going to talk about, you know, what you're going to do with Baker. Because if you don't trade him, he walks after this year, you're going to overpay him to sit on the bench. Yeah, but no one wants him. Well, that's what I was going to say here, is that the way that they handled this whole situation by going so late into free agency slash trade window... Where they could have, I mean, you can't tell me that you'd rather have Carson Wentz over Baker Mayfield for Washington. Carson Wentz is probably
1: less of a headache.
2: Yeah. I, At least I Carson that's, Wentz is not a public that's headache. The, that's the moral of the conversation is how big of a headache one is.
1: Because Carson Wentz supposedly is a locker room headache, right? And you can deal with that, but Baker's fighting with local media. Like, you know how bad of a look that is for a billion-dollar franchise? In Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. For a terrible franchise,
0: and, and that's that's I think that's my kind of my ultimate point with the noogie, and we'll talk about this whole and this kind of leads into this conversation of how much of a headache is bringing in Deshaun Watson, and you know where does this go? Where I don't think I mean Cleveland's definitely. I mean I would I would definitely agree that Deshaun Watson's an upgrade over Baker Mayfield at this point. Deshaun Watson, I don't think the that's top a hot take. Quarterback but, in the ha, ha. but I don't know how you can see that. Oh, was it not a top ten quarterback? He hasn't played. Him in and year. Baker Mayfield have the same amount of playoff wins he too. If we want to go that route, yeah, but he played in Houston. Sure, but they had so much talent there when it he was did that. Still, Houston West. and they couldn't win the NFC or the AFC South. Yeah, I so Deshaun
2: Watson. I agree, Eric.
0: I, I totally agree. Who would you take, Dak Prescott or Deshaun Watson? I'm not saying Deshaun Watson's a bad quarterback. I'm just saying I think he underachieved today. Yeah, today. Well, minus the, minus Deshaun's issues. <laughs> just quarterback talent. I mean, if you put them in Madden and you had to play a season, basically, if Madden mode, basically no controversy, no off season or off field stuff.
2: Honestly, I think they're equal players.
1: See, that's where, that's where I disagree. I think, I think Sean Watson's a top probably eight quarterback in the league.
0: I think he's very talented, but I'm just saying, I don't think he's achieved. He is with
1: his. Deandre Hopkins and Andre Johnson. And he's going to get, Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry's song about going back. Odell Beckham's song about going back. He has two tight ends, two running backs, best offensive line in of football. Yeah, I mean, do is he head and shoulders above Dak Prescott? I don't know, but he's going to go to a good enough situation that he's going to look head and shoulders above
2: we'll, Dak we'll, Prescott. We'll see how how well he took care of himself over his, That's his time off. That's also very true.
0: I'm going to be honest. I just don't buy into Cleveland. I think they're a bad enough run franchise where they have been for the last 20 years. No, not not over the last,
1: what, three years, four and years? I think, in my opinion, they've done enough with a headache of Baker. And Baker hasn't produced on field. Baker got him a playoff win. Okay, but Baker, you could make an argument that roster was a top five roster in the league that year. Sure. So you could have put
0: me back there and we probably could have got a playoff win. But in four years, you've had three different head coaches. Sure. Three different offensive schemes. And Baker couldn't get along with any of them. I don't think that's the case, though. I'm going to be honest with you. That's what players are saying. uh, Isn't
2: Stefanski coming back for his third year?
0: Stefanski. Stefanski and Baker didn't get along. This is his third year. This this will be his third year. But he had Hugh Jackson that first year. And then they had the interim coach with... Greg Williams and okay. the hit case, whatever. Then you had Freddie Kitchens for that year. He got a bad rap. And then <laughs> you had <laughs> so Ericson yeah. staff. Freddie <laughs> Kitchens got a bad rap. But <laughs> what He's I'm a sa- far better coach than his record. He might be. He he very well could be. He was. But what I'm ultimately <laughs> saying here is I don't I don't know if what I've seen from that organization as a track record is enough to overcome. This new hire, this new coach that has underachieved one year, probably maybe overachieved the, sec- the first year, underachieved the second year. The truth's somewhere always in the middle, right? Yeah. No,
1: I don't think with this, there's been enough talk um, from Cleveland people that were in the locker room that Baker was the problem. There's been enough comments and enough stuff said that Baker's the issue. But what, what way can he really be the issue? I mean, he has but, the talent. No, he, he doesn't, though. He, is, Baker's not a top 20 quarterback. If he was, people would take a risk on him. He's not. That's the unfortunate circumstance where he is. I would disagree with that because I think there's a
2: lot of information that's being withheld about what's going on with his shoulder.
1: I think that's what's holding a lot of teams back right now. See, I don't think so. I don't think there's a market for him. There's a market for Carson Wentz on a third team in three years. But
0: well, that's the point, though. I mean, the sh- you have the sh- just the contract alone for this one-year try uh, it. Yeah. The, just the, the contract alone speaks that that, that should be over pay, overpaying Matt Ryan, overpaying Carson Wentz. Well, if you're any
2: team, if you think about it, if you're any team, why are you willing to go into a trade negotiation with Cleveland right now knowing that they have to get rid of him? Why, why, do you not, talent, why do you not wait till...
1: talent gets traded and you're willing to give up what it takes to get talent. Deshaun Watson got traded. Deshaun Watson has sure. 22 legal cases against sure. him. And he got traded and then paid, what, $280 million? Fully guaranteed. $240, I think. So, I mean, who's yeah, after <laughs> after $200 million, right? But we're talking that if you are talented enough, people are going to make a move for you.
2: I just think that I think there's teams out there that are looking at the situation, and and Cleveland's asking price is going to be awfully high right now because they're going to try and recoup some of that capital that they traded away to Deshaun Watson in knowing the fact that Cleveland has no choice to get rid of Baker Mayfield. I wholeheartedly agree. When you have a team that is going to be draft-needy at the quarterback position, a la Seattle, a la Houston, why not wait until the second or third day and say, "Hey, we'll give you a fifth and a sixth, and we'll take Baker's contract, and we'll and we'll run it a one year." I don't think that they're. I think I bet I'm guessing that Cleveland's asking price right now is far too high. Well, I would
0: wholeheartedly
1: agree but with that. Far too high as what? I'm sure if someone offered him a third today, they got rid of him.
0: I think they're probably asking for a first and a second. Yeah. I bet just you, the contract, alo- I just bet the you contract f- alone, you can probably justify giving a first. But he's going to go wherever he's going to go. It, and it's it's gonna only be a like fire, $19 though. million? Something 18 million, like I think.
1: Sure. Okay, where's he going to go, though? S- well, Seattle. Seattle, Seattle so he's going to... Russell Wilson could make it work in Seattle, and Russell Wilson is far mm. superior for Baker Mayfield. Why couldn't Pittsburgh make a run at him? See, that would be the one team that if you told me Baker goes to Pittsburgh... I but that, I don't think that's as good a situation as it came from though. New York Giants? That's a dumpster fire. Sure, but I mean that's kind of the point. We're not here. talking about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think Baker's. There's definitely a market for him. See, I don't. But I don't the know. Pro- if is I think that, it's,
2: I think it's the same thing. I think what we're talking about is you could take away uh, the name Baker Mayfield and add Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: I'd rather take Jimmy.
2: I I don't disagree. I mean, obviously I when have... we when we talk about who's a headache in the locker room, who's a team guy, who's not on TV all the time, who, you know, who is about the team first, I would agree. I would take Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think right now the 49ers asking price is far too high for what Jimmy Garoppolo is on a one-year rental.
1: Well, I think the Garoppolo thing is there's holding out till the preseason when someone gets injured and there's a playoff team that's trying to make a run with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's great, but that is a long time to hold on to a contract. Yeah, it is. His contract doesn't go into effect till the night before opening day. You think about it. You got nineteen million sitting in the bank
2: right now, eighteen million sitting in the bank right now. If you get rid of them, I get rid of them. While you wait, And Are then we? You sh- wait till, or or you make some
1: some crazy preseason trades. Are we sure that they're not?
0: hundred percent sold on Trey Lance. All indications are that he's their guy. No yeah, matter uh, what, are you we don't give, sure you don't, give,
2: you don't give you don't give up what they gave up. Maybe they sit on him for this year and let that's, Garoppolo's contract run out.
1: That's what I'm saying. Are mm-hmm. we they're sure okay they're with sold. not
2: getting capital back on him? Are we
1: sure? Are we sure they're sold on Trey Lance? That's I guess I. The answer probably is yes, but. They might be as sold on Trey Lance as Green Bay is on Jordan Love.
2: Who you know? Who knows? It's, but you know, you don't draft a guy
1: third overall to sit Two five years. years. Yeah. Five years. No, I, you're not wrong. So, yeah. No, did you guys see the video on Sean Watson's deposition stuff from today? No, I did not. <laughs> oh, so if you guys, it's out there. It, I want everyone to go watch that and then come back. It's cringy. It's bad. I've heard that's bad. The backlash that Cleveland's gonna get from these court cases is gonna be insane. You have to believe that they knew about it. I think they knew. I don't think they realized what the backlash. I don't was think they be. care. I,
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think they care, because as Ramsay said, talent outweighs outweighs situations. I mean, that's why you know if if they truly believe in him as their guy. They'll even take him on a six game suspension because they worked yeah. his contract to kind of factor in a suspension at a million dollar base yeah. salary. Yeah. They I, give don't, a, I don't think they care. Can I give a noogie real quick? Go ahead. Uh, the owner of the Baltimore
1: Ravens coming out and bashing Cleveland for giving him fully guaranteed money. Because they're butt hurt that they'd have to pay Lamar Jackson more money now. Because I'm sure they are. Deshaun Watson <laughs> reset the market. Yeah. That was that's just so assinating to me that you're going to come and complain because you've had this quarterback now won MVP two years ago and you're going to refuse to pay him. But now that someone else gets paid and it makes you look bad, then you're a little upset about it. Like that's totally on you Baltimore. If you want to pay, I don't, I wouldn't pay Lamar Jackson. That's my opinion on the situation. Hell no, Absolutely. That, that seems like a ticking time bomb to me, but you guys aren't man enough. call and say it. So, I mean, that's on you. I think. Yeah, no, but wait, are you talking about me? No, I'm oh. saying Baltimore in <laughs> general. I mean, you got it. they just don't want to say that he's a ticking time bomb.
0: Yeah, but no, that that court case stuff. Like I guess I don't think Cleveland cares. I don't think. I mean, they're gonna get backlash about it for however many months. The suspension is gonna happen if it does, which we don't even know if it will or not. I mean, everything aside indicates that it probably will four to six games.
2: Goodell wasn't too, he made some comments today. Yeah, about he did He wasn't too, uh, I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but he wasn't, he, he didn't seem like that, you know, he
1: there was going to be a commissioner's list thing for well, him. Well, he's, so I, I don't know if I might be, it sounded like Goodell was talking today about it. He said they're going to go through like a mediator to go for the punishment so Goodell's not judge, jury, and executioner anymore. Yeah. I, I guess I wasn't really familiar with the that phrasing.
2: I think that was part of the new or the uh,
1: collective bargaining. The CBA. Which is nice, but I I don't know. I can't – I don't think Cleveland – I think, Eric, I think you're right. I don't think they care. I don't think they realize it was going to be this bad. And now that video of these court casings and court hearings are coming out, it's going to get really bad. Deshaun Watson, you should just go – not by massage therapist, but like maybe to Mexico for a little while and just hide out in a hotel room or something <laughs> and the yacht is there you that go. the
2: famous the famous picture of him on a yacht with a bunch of chicks
0: sure i'll I'll take your word for it I don't I know it was You should go up on a yacht when all by that, yourself when all that stuff was turn going off down. the phone for a little while yeah
1: by yourself get some proper twelve and yeah and just
0: by yourself, and don't <laughs> make this worse. Yeah, but anyway, so a couple things here just to go on real quick. Um, the Bucks are playing basketball pretty good. Hey, making a run for the number basketball. one, making making that one, run for the number one seed. Yeah, the tight East. The,
2: the East is really tightening up. I think there's what there's four, three or four teams that are within
1: Miami, half Philadelphia, a game. Boston, and Milwaukee.
2: Yeah. All within a half a game or a game of first place, uh, which is huge uh, going forward. There's only a handful of games left, or so—six, seven, eight, something like that. So, running it down to the nitty gritty. But uh, uh, how great is it as a Bucks fan, as a as a Wisconsin uh, fan, um, to not really think about? Okay, the NBA season doesn't start until the playoffs start
0: that's awesome i love that, that especially because well that's exactly how, how we've bad treated on we this. have been that's exactly how we've treated on this show too i mean like i said we know we've had this the, this bucks report what the buck's going on yeah. we haven't known we don't you know, we don't we don't have to care
1: <laughs>
2: it, it, <laughs> it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't really tell us our seed and give us our series and then we'll start
0: caring pretty we'll much see. honestly that's, that's when we'll start watching i've only watched the bucks twice this year i think i don't I think that's about right for me too. I think I've watched them one, two, three times. Fox Sports Wisconsin kinda sucks, so we it's Valley Sports get, Wisconsin just. Well, whatever it is. I haven't gotten it in like five years because they're not
2: very good negotiators.
0: Well, I tell you what, you come to the studio more. We have Bally Sports Wisconsin here in studio. I'm just I'm thankful that the Brewers spring training
2: season
1: game Ugh. isn't on. Can you imagine watching Brewers Spring Training? <laughs> It's excellent.
2: Andrew McCutcheon went for two home runs
1: against Philadelphia's split squad. I will give you that. He doesn't look <laughs> washed. That's what yeah, I'm Justin, saying. Yeah, Justin, he's washed. I don't think. You don't you know He's it- blowing his wad in the preseason.
0: All right. Well, at least he's been blowing it somewhere. Facts. <laughs> and it's depth, right, Eric? It's depth. Yeah. It's a great signing, great DH kind of guy. I did read today that they played Renfro at, at first base. Yeah, he's, he's very expandable. Okay.
2: So There's a Brewers report.
0: Well, I was going to say, just what's brewing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought we got through it. Opening day is next week. <sighs> Playing in Chicago. Corbin Burns got the nod for opening day starter. Wow. wow shocker. The
1: Cy Young winner is going to well, go opening
0: Woodruff day. Woodruff had been the last two. Two. Who was the one before him? Uh That would have been Ulysses Chassin. super. <laughs> Shocking. It's been a while. <laughs> the definitely. Cy Young winner
1: is gonna, <laughs> gonna get the start for the season. That's shocking. I would never have guessed that. Right. But look how look at the baseball knowledge, Eric. That's true. Corbin
0: Burns, the NL Cy Young. At a boy, I'm proud of you. But they'll they'll start the season next week against Chicago. Are you continuing your tradition of going to opening day? Uh I am not gonna be continuing my tradition of opening day because it's in Chicago. I will be at the first home series of the year. Is that the White Sox or the Cubs? The Cubs. Oh, sure. So who is the first home series? The home opener will be April 14th against the St. Louis Cardinals. I will be going yeah. April 15th. I hate, I hate the Cardinals. Against Albert Pujols. It's true. He and did who's, the,
1: who's their coach? They don't have a coach. The dude that wins all the games? They did. Mike Matheny? I don't... Oh, isn't it that... Is that the one I don't like? Isn't that old jabroni now? Yeah, that's the old jabroni. Who's that dude I really don't like? Is he the White, House, White Sox L-
0: manager? Tony La Russa.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. You love La, La Russa. La Russa, man. He's he's all
0: drunk and stuff in Arizona. No, right I in hate car. La Russa. He's, he's the man. I, I think he's a piece of shit, too. <laughs> For what it's worth. Baseball purists are the worst. <laughs> By the way, their new manager is Oliver Marmol now. I got a question: Does Are we getting on? Matt Polly up on the show or what? We will do our best. I, I haven't talked to him since the end of basketball season. Give him a little time to breathe here. Oh yeah. Uh, especially because baseball jumped right into their yeah preseason here, uh, with the negotiations coming to an end and having to basically start no, with a couple really days. Never really thought about that. Had- that
2: dude's life must be pretty hectic in a normal baseball season,
0: and and how good the Phoenix women have been. So we will have we will likely have him on in some capacity. I just don't know exactly when. What about a little bit of Mason? It is draft. Mason time. probably be on before yeah, the draft. I can confirm that his. we have a guest next week of WDZ lore, and that being Tony G. Tony G. Oh, I was hoping it was
2: gonna be Eversaw.
0: We gotta work our way up there, so, yeah, I I don't, I don't so know if I you're could. allowed to be with Marcus so Eversaw.
2: So I could go after Eversaw.
0: Well that's that's why you're you're that's why you're not He's gonna be invited. Jinx. Oh, man. You'd be nice it to is. Marcus. <laughs> Back to this crap. Anyway, so quick that's my quick what the buck's going on and what's brewing. Justin batter season comes to an end for basketball season. Good. Yeah, a tough one. Uh,
2: it was a tough loss. They shot piss poor. There's no other way to put it. I think they were two for twenty or two for twenty two from the three point line. Yeah, I think the last um, one
0: they had the fir- like they had one early on, on and then the last minute they sunk one out of desperation. Yeah.
2: Um you know, losing Chucky Hepburn early in the game really uh kinda That was
0: that was it. it. That yeah. was it. That was the the deter I don't want to say determining factor, but that's the the team changed when that happened.
2: Yeah, it it, it totally did. Uh you could tell that the, the lack of depth at um uh the guard position specifically hurt with Lauren Bowman being gone off the team again. Uh really hoping that guy uh can find some some uh Resolution to his situations that are going on, and he can be a legitimate uh, contributor for the Badgers basketball team. They are in on some transfers. They will have about three or four scholarships that will open up. Uh, Johnny Davis will announce he is foregoing his junior and senior senior season. Coming up, I believe he is making that announcement on NBA TV, um, if you can believe or read Shocker. between the lines. Um, Ben Carlson transferred transfer or enters the portal today. He doesn't, I mean, he can't come back. Um, but they are hot and heavy, uh, with, uh, uh, Ohio transfer, uh, Vandenplass, who is from the state of Wisconsin. It's a big ass white dude, isn't it? Yep. Um, and, uh, uh, a guy named his last name is Reeves from Illinois state, uh was a twenty point a game scorer, uh a bigger forward slash wing. Uh can really stroke it from three, which is kind of what they need. Um
0: they're and, in on that Colgate guard too, aren't they? Yeah,
2: Nellie Cummings. Yep. Yeah. He, uh, interesting. Uh I would find it hard for him to come to Wisconsin knowing that you're going to be a senior and then having to kind of take a back seat to Chucky Hepburn and not fulfill the look that you're getting or wanting to get to the NBA so that that would I think that one's a little far-fetched but we'll see um, there's a lot of rumors coming out and, and just have to play it by ear uh, Carlson is the second Badger player to enter the portal this year
0: Brad Davidson's coming back next year right No, I'm kidding <laughs> I wish yeah, I wish. I love that. I love that
2: dude. That like we've talked about it. That's the dude that you want on your team that everybody else hates. And I think it's gonna be very hard. Do you know who's got that in Jacoby Neath? Um just but Jacoby Neath hasn't been very impressive in his time. He's a transfer from Wake Forest, so they need to find a big man and they need to find a wing and they need to find a backup guard. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah, there's a lot to go. Uh, Leo Chanel had a hell of a... Uh, pro day? Yep. Uh, Fayon Hicks uh, had a hell of a pro day, too. I believe he ran the 4.36.40. That's
0: not bad. That's cruising. Yeah. So,
2: we'll see. There No Badger predicted for the first round. That's about right. Th- those are all
1: round two, guys.
2: I'm a little I surprised Chanel. Chanel might be a round two guy. If if
0: anybody
1: is, is it's a day two Chanel. guy.
0: I mean, there are a lot of day, day two, two, day three guys.
1: Sure. But he's the perfect depth guy, though. You know, like that. I love Leo Chanel. I really do. Hell yeah. I'm going to miss him. Yeah, he, I mean,
2: it's going to be interesting. It's, it's going to be fun to watch the Badgers. Um, uh, they, the football team started participating in their spring practices. It's about that time of year, isn't it? One notable, notable move uh, along the offensive line is they've moved Tyler Beach off of left tackle and moved him to left guard, moving Jack Nelson from right guard to left tackle. And and uh, Logan Brown, the, the star-studded recruit, um, five-star guy, number one offensive lineman that committed about three or four years ago is going to get the first look at right tackle.
0: Now, one quick other Badger note here: Paul Chris did say that the Caleb Williams talk was just speculation. He never really, they were never really in on him. Is that correct? What's he supposed to say? That's what Paul Chris, a dumb fuck. Yeah, what's he supposed to say? I, I'm just saying, like, yeah. just for our conversation, for our listeners, Justin, it's yeah, all it's all baloney. He was
2: in on him, um, and and for him to say that is. That's coach speak.
1: That's him just getting his ass kicked by Lynn Riley. Yeah. That's all that was. Right, no doubt
2: about it. Like, <laughs> if Caleb Williams would have chose Wisconsin, he would have said goodbye, Grand Maris. And that's the reality of the situation.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I'm just saying that, that that's what was said. <laughs> yeah, that's what was said, but.
2: I'm surprised you got that much out
0: of him, honestly. He doesn't talk much. Yeah, Paul Chris sucks. So, with that, plenty of talks about the Packers here since the last time we hit these airwaves. Lots happen. Devontae Adams is no longer a Packer. And I'm sure I might as well just lead into it right away. Uh, lots of probably, I'm guessing, mixed opinions in this room on that. Can I give another noogie of the week? Go ahead. So
1: there's been this running narrative of Devontae Adams is such a big loss, but Tyreek Hill isn't. Have you guys seen that from a lot of national guys are talking about that right now? That They're like, oh, Kansas City's fine without Tyreek Hill, but Green Bay is never going to survive without Devontae Adams.
2: Yeah, but do you think that's just more or less because Tyreek Hill is the last thing that happened?
1: I think Tyreek Hill is a much bigger loss than Devontae Adams is. Really? Yes.
0: Kansas City, I'd actually probably agree with
1: that if Kansas I'm Kansas City's offense ran through being able to move
0: the ball deep downfield. When you have the fastest receiver well, look, in the league. I know you got this look on your face, Justin. Look at how much Kansas City struggled when they couldn't when teams have played cover two over the top. Over the top and not allow them to spread the ball about downfield and Patrick Mahomes had to be patient and just couldn't. And Patrick Mahomes goes through
1: stretches that he gets really bad mechanically and makes some really bad choices. But they got Quez now. That's fine. They got the Quez. Quez and, and Tyreek Hill are not the same. And, and Juju. I'm just saying that there's a national narrative that's out there right now that Devontae Adams is the end of the Packers and that the Kansas City Chiefs are fine without Tyreek Hill, and I just I disagree with that almost one hundred percent. Like, well, is the is the narrative because
2: of how many targets Devontae Adams got? Like, all Allen Lazard is not going to know what to do with you know forty more targets this year. That's He's fine, not, you know,
1: like. I don't – I, you know, and I think that Green Bay is going to switch more towards a run-centric offense. They've been going no that no way. No doubt about it. Right? No
2: doubt about it. And and this is what is – if if you had diehard fans that know the game a little bit, they did this two drafts ago. They yeah. made this decision two drafts
1: yeah. no, ago. No, you're 100% right. I didn't think
0: about that until you said it, but, no, you're 100% right. Absolutely. And that's – where they are right now, but just even kind of thinking about it from this angle is so obviously a lot of pissed off Packer fans the fact that he essentially said that he didn't want to be here anymore because of the money. That he's chasing money, and I I don't blame him. Well, there's reports out there though that him and Aaron didn't
1: necessarily go along all the time. Probably. And I, I get mean, that right. And Gribe made a choice. I mean Well, who would you have chosen? I Aaron don't, or Devante. I would have chosen Aaron. I, I easily choose doubt it. About it. In my in my opinion. You can't, you,
2: you can't be a great ran franchise and pay a wide receiver $30 million. Absolutely well, not. $30
1: million is three starters. Right. Right. How many starters did we get
0: because we're able to set... Well, you or, bring back Devondre Campbell. So, number one. Bring back Rasul Douglas. Two. Jaron Reed. Three. And you still have $15 million in cap left. And two more extra picks. And <sighs> another depth corner. Because you got to think at...
1: Two firsts and two seconds, fifty-three percent hit rate in the first round draft. Right, so you're going to draft two players potentially as of right now. So one of them are going to hit. One of them's going to hit. Guaranteed. And the uh, one of the second statistically rounds. not one guaranteed. That's not the jinx bullshit, Justin. Is also probably going to hit. So we're talking that.
2: I'm so excited for us to start talking NFL mock draft
1: draft. Oh, that's draft, your, draft. your thing. Oh, I love it. I just started getting into it again. I was, just
0: started looking it up. I actually woke up yesterday. And I'm like, fuck, I should start looking at drafts. So, Justin, while, while we're talking about this, will Green Bay finally break the trend and pick a first-round receiver? No doubt about it. Which one are they picking? Um, I'm going to go, and this is... This is a month out. You have a month to make your mind up, by the way. So I don't have to
2: tell you right now? No, you have a month to decide if you're no, going you your to No, you need to sit on
1: that nugget. Do not say anything.
2: You need uh, to sit I on will, that. I will... I will I'm gonna go with the total Packers pick. Let's hear it. Christian Watson out of North Dakota State University at number 28, and I think they're gonna either draft a edge rusher or a right tackle at 22.
1: Okay. If they don't draft a receiver at 22, there's gonna be panic. There's gonna be a meltdown in the streets of Green Bay
2: if Chris Olave is on the board and they don't draft him at 22. I might set wherever we are. If we're doing a draft show somewhere, I might set that place on fire. That Chris Olave if, is the man.
1: If they don't draft a receiver at twenty-two, the city of Green Bay might implode. But the, you know, from today until we draft,
2: there's a lot that could happen. There's a lot of talk about picking up Will Fuller on a uh, one-year prove-a contract, which could come pretty cheap—seven, eight million dollars. That's a good that's a good bargain. By to to see, are we sure they don't move both those picks? Oh, I don't want them to do that. I don't. I don't want, to, I don't I want I them
1: to do that oh, either. I'm, I'm just sure saying. I are,
2: hope they don't trade up to do something no, stupid. I'm saying, what if it's Olave? Are,
1: are we saying? Are no, we sure they don't trade no. for another receiver out there? I don't. The, this
2: receiver draft is so deep that you don't need to move anywhere. Like. You're going to be able to pick up a guy like Jameson Williams out of Alabama or John Metchie, the III out of Alabama in the third round, second or third round. Both I, coming off of ACLs, but...
1: I know what you're n- saying. No way. Are Do- we sure they're not going to move those picks for receivers already proven in the league? I know there's a lot
2: of talk. There has been a lot of talk and was picking up steam that the Packers are interested in picking up DK Metcalf Ugh. for a pick or, or two picks or... I'm. You're going to do that, and then you're going to pay him. I mean, he's on one year left on his contract. You're going to end up having to pay him somewhere between 25 and $30 million. I don't well, want DK if Metcalf. If that's the goddamn case, why didn't you just keep Devontae Adams?
1: Like you're, you're in the same place. But doesn't DK Metcalf fit what Green Bay needs a little bit better than Devontae did? Green Bay needs, as
0: a strength st- receiver, as a speed guy over the top. That's what DK Metcalf is. Now here here's one I saw yesterday while we we're talking about this whole thing. Packers trade in the second round their their second second round pick for Tyler Lockett. I like that better than Decent Metcalf, honestly. I don't. I think uh, these are all. In the I, grand, I, these I are do. All I do think stuff, that but...
1: you
2: know to go in there and and realistically, if you draft two wide receivers, even if you go two wide receivers with your first two picks you're still going to start the season with Alan Lazard as your number one wide receiver. Randall Cobb Cobb will be the veteran in the locker room, and that's what you're paying him for at $3 million a year now. But in all reality, there's no way Aaron Rodgers is going into the year with a rookie as the number one wide receiver. So Alan Lazard will be your one. And I don't know that that, that's going to happen. I, I, I could see Julio, or I could see Jarvis, or I could see Will Fuller coming on a one-year prove-it contract to see if they still have the juice to, to make it happen. I would love Jarvis Landry.
1: I don't know if I want to. That, he, do a lot,
2: of those a lot three. like what, what they have, though. Like they don't have a guy like Julio.
0: I just like Jarvis Landry. They that's don't just, have a guy like Will. That's Fuller. a that's a selfish want that has nothing to do with team yeah, fit. I just it? love Jarvis Julio's Landry. washed though. He's thirty three. You're absolutely right. He's but if you can, you're
2: not paying Julio twenty million dollars, you're going to pay Julio six seven million dollars one uh, year to prove it. And if you can get two years out of him and make sure that your rookies are experienced veterans by the time he hangs it up.
1: You're not wrong. I just, that's, I I don't know.
2: You know who it, remind, it reminds you of where Arizona
1: was last year? Yeah. With A.J. Green. He's available. He is available, but he's washed. You could probably bring him for a veteran minimum, right?
2: Very good. And if you're green, you know, there's been talk about the Packers maybe bringing back
0: Devin Funches. That's been, I, I don't know if I'd hate that. He I'd probably be a fan good of that. In, the,
1: in the preseason, that'd be a veteran minimum contract too, I and mean that you would pay him nothing. You in case of Bush Light, you get Devin Funch's back.
0: So yeah, absolutely. So I guess just to kind of go full circle here as to with this discussion of Devonte and the trade and and kind of the off season we had as a whole. You know, we talked about it earlier, way earlier in the show, about grading the Packers off season. I guess to this point, granted, technically free agency is over. We're still pre-draft, but the first wave of pre-free agency, really the second wave, even too. Where do you guys sit grade-wise for this off-season? I'll I'll start. I'll let you guys think here, because I you I can see the steam coming out of both your your heads well, here and your. A, the, your it's ears. an
2: interesting conversation because I'm, I mean. You you have to go one way, but in reality,
1: I know what I'm gonna say. Let me see better. Let's go with it, Ryan. Let's hear you. I'm gonna give him an incomplete grade because oh, that's such a, that's cop- a cop. No, no, no. Come, no. On, listen, that's a cop- listen, come on, listen, listen, boys. I say that because the biggest thing that happened this offseason was getting two for or uh, two high picks from the Raiders. That being a first and a second. I would disagree with that.
2: I would, say the, I would say the biggest thing that happened this offseason was them keeping Devondre Campbell.
0: 100%. And on, a, on a deal that is less of a cap hit than it was last year. That guy was an all-pro. He was the best linebacker in football last year.
1: Uh, no. Fred Warner's a better linebacker. I, yeah, I watched I mean, Fred Warner live in Lambeau Field. Fred Warner is... I made the argument Fred Warner was the best player on the field. Okay, then he was number two. Yeah, Devontae Campbell is not Fred Warner. That guy was—he was the best player on the field. That was with Aaron Rodgers being on the field.
2: Okay, he's number two.
1: Maybe not the most valuable, but if we're talking best at their position, Fred Warner that was still the best puts player. him at number two.
2: Yeah, it, easily the most important move they made. Like Green Bay is going to survive not having Devontae. hundred percent? Our defense was not was not was going to go back. Two years without Devondre Campbell.
0: And Rasul, I mean, like I said, and just bring back Rasul Douglas, w. too. Yeah. And depth at the corner with, I, I can't even remember the name off the top of my head, the guy that got... Keyson Nixon. Thank you. And adding Jaron Jared Reed up front. This is a big move, a, too. Li, quite literally. Yep. No, And,
1: part. honestly, they're probably going to add someone else, too. In the middle? I think they're going to add another defensive player yet. They have cap space to do so. Tyran Matthew. You know, I don't know. That's a that. rumor. It's some. It's floated around playing that that rover spot. I, I'm just saying that there's. Uh, I don't think they're done in defense. He'd be I, a good special teamer. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs>
2: this is why this show sucks. <laughs> no, I would go. See, there's there's one easy answer. I mean, you can't lose the best player at his position and not get a D or C. You, you just can't. But like we just talked about on the flip side with all the moves that you were able to do that that one move created, I would probably lean towards a solid C, two today. Now, they could really bone it up in, in uh, the draft or they could really hit it in the draft.
1: Well, there's still, what, two weeks of free agency, really? Two or three weeks, pretty much. Well, all the way. And there's still the draft, so that's why I say it's you know we're sure people can give Green Bay a C right now, but if they happen to turn those first round picks into another receiver that we don't really see happening right now, or they turn those picks into really good talent that falls in the draft, or that C can turn to an A pretty quick. Could, and honestly, I and today I would say receivers are more icing than cake, right? Aaron Rodgers is the cake. Devontae Adams is the icing on top. No doubt about it. I totally The icing's nice to have, but you still have cake without the icing.
2: You could go in with Jawan Winfrey, and Winfrey's going to get you 500 yards just because Aaron Rodgers is throwing him the ball.
0: Exactly. Well, and that's uh, – on principle, I don't agree with – or disagree with what you're saying, Justin, that you – it's hard – you have to kind of grade them lower because they had to let that position go. Yeah. What I would say, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, I would probably go with a C plus B minus at this point. And granted the draft is going to ultimately determine kind of that final grade as to what they, they ultimately get. But just from, like I said earlier, kind of teased earlier as to what they were able to do getting under the cap and actually having money to spend Yeah. by getting under the cap. Yep. And and quite frankly, I, you know, yes. Do I miss Devante in that sense? Sure. I do think that it is – this is going to be a loaded statement, but it's going to make Green Bay better because it's going to make them spread the ball more, and if they are going to this run-centric offense scheme anyway, why pay a guy $20 million to say he's not going to play for you at all, let alone 30? 30? I I don't hate well, that at all. You
1: So what you did with Devontae, and why I don't even hate letting him go – Essentially, you gain three starters.
0: We gain five. We talked about this
1: earlier. But you, there's three more starters that should be coming with Devontae. I would rather take three more starters than a really expensive receiver. That Let's be honest, too. He's had a little bit of injury history.
0: He's, yeah, he's been
1: dinged up. It's not like he's... Not not to the extent of... He's not missing significant time, but he does miss time every season. So, is this one of those things
0: of New England moving off a player a year before then? Well, it's that. Or you going to pay... Like, what the Raiders did is they're going to pay a receiver who's 30 years old and pay him for five years, See, basically fully yep. guaranteed, and pay him $30 million a year. Say, I, would, I, I know where I'd rather be.
1: If it came down to that, right? I yeah. would... I, Green Bay, I don't think made the wrong move, and they're getting dumped on for letting Devonte walk. But like we were just kind of saying, you can't pay Aaron Rodgers fifty million dollars a year, and you can't pay Devonte twenty eight.
0: Like that's just not how that works. No, well, and I got I want to just say on that it's and that's kind of over a
2: quarter of your cap.
0: I, I just gotta say I. It's almost half your cap. The Aaron Rodgers talk, where like I mean, because the reality of the situation is they they agreed to bring back Aaron on such a significantly lower cap hit this year and it's going to grow as the cap grows. So it's going to basically probably be about that same percentage of cap a wash. And it's truthfully a wash, but this angle that people are taking, I don't know if it's because of how Aaron's been or whatever, where they keep hanging on that $50 million a year portion, when it's not really the impact of it per se, where there it's, it's just the narrative of $50 million over Devonte Adams. That is getting beyond annoying. Well,
2: I mean, it's is the going rate for an MVP quarterback. Like, I,
0: I, right, but that's but that's what I'm saying is they're not paying him that. Well, for cap purposes, because that's the only important number at the end of the day is the cap hit, right? So the fact that well, this year, year he's making twenty eight
1: is the only important number. The cap
0: hit's kind of a made up number, anyways. Just keep pushing it. Well, sure, but that's that even leads more to my point of. You can give him all this money, you know, as bonuses and whatever. It doesn't count against the cap, per se. It's $20 million this year, which is basically Carson Wentz. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we're talking yeah. about the quarterback market yep. where it's at right now, you're paying him less than Kirk Cousins. Right. Less than or about equal to Matt Ryan. Yep. For cap hit purposes, I am perfectly fine with that. And that is not an or conversation. I mean, you were at a point where you're probably going to be okay with that twenty million dollars on the books, because they were of Devon Adams, and they decide that they're better off and making this move. I am perfectly fine with I that. I think it was a great move. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I've read or
2: seen
1: them getting crushed. There's uh, everywhere, Justin. It's really? a, it's a lot more national than local. Believe it or not, when the Devontae Adams trade happened locally, people didn't seem to lose their mind like I would have thought.
0: They right. Have. Ca- I would say casual fans did. But the people but the, that, the local media, the local pundits, podcasts, Twitter, whatever. Yeah. Kept it pretty under control. I, national media has been crushing Green Bay for
1: well, how long it's been, two weeks now. Well, they'll be rooting for him when we're winning the NFC. Probably not. They just root for them because they're really good for ratings. But that's besides the point. I mean, that's (laughs) you know what we didn't talk about, we haven't brought up, and this is a little
2: bit of a sidetrack, but did you guys see the new Monday night football crew? How exciting is that? I didn't. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? The new Monday night football crew.
1: I'll pass.
0: I'll, I'll, listen did, to, I'll listen to Westwood one. How's that sound? I did say, speaking of Westwood one, that you were wrong about what your prediction for what Fox is going to do. Yeah, them
2: stupid bastards.
0: Where the Fox, their team is going to be... Um... Oh, God, what, I'm, the name's escaping me now. Please tell me it's not Gus Johnson. No, 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 no. It's um, Kevin Burkhart is oh. the new lead play-by-play, play. Uh. and Greg Olsen's going to be the... The color. Oh, oh that's
1: so that is
0: bad. Not good. That's bad. And Fox has Green Bay. We're gonna get them a lot this see. Terrible. Year. So yeah, Kevin Burkhart, the new voice of NFL, NFL. on oh. Fox. How do you not
2: make every dollar you have try to go after Harlan? I I agree with you, Justin. 110%. Harlan is a superstar.
1: He is a superstar. Give that, give that man the company yacht. Give that man Ugh. Stick him with Drew
2: Brees or. Who cares, Elvis Gerbach, for Christ's sakes, and <laughs>
0: Greg Olson? Oh, that's our—that's the decision God. that we've made. let just say hey—they—they uh, oh, haven't an officially announced Greg Olson. I want to make that clear. They haven't oh, an officially announced. Good. They should, They have Burkhart. Burkhart was announced oh. yesterday. <laughs>
2: that's my noogie of the year. That could be dumpster fire of the year, really. Freaking A. That
1: could be dumpster fire. Freaking A. And Green Bay's in the NFC too, so we're gonna get those. Clowns what three, four times this year? You know, that reminds that, me of yeah. back
2: when I was a, a a young tyke, you know, you know, two, three years ago or whatever. Did they still have um they, back when it was in internet. black and white? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just you, you you turned off the TV and you put a Wayne Larvey on the radio and you just listened to it that
1: way. Uh, well, that might have to be uh
2: That's how it that's uh, that might be after how it's gonna go.
1: I,
0: ain't I don't think Kevin to... Burkhardt's that bad. He's, He's not horrible. good. Oh, Aaron. He's not He's that horrible. bad. I'm not going to bes- besmirch my fellow broadcasters. Okay. I am. You guys can. I will not. <laughs> let's talk about, let's, let's talk about the World Series. Who's going to do that? I don't know, and I'm sad about that. We don't need to talk about that right now. Joe Buck not doing the World Series makes you sad? I am, it's heartbreaking, honestly. Uh, Joe Buck is such a good baseball commentator. He, He's not bad. He is. Joe Buck I, is incredible. You don't have to love him for football, NFL and Fox, whatever. You can say whatever you want about that. Joe Buck on a baseball game, but like the World Series, the All-Star game, iconic. Well, let's be honest, though. Pretty much anyone would be good at baseball
1: because it's better than watching Most baseball.
2: Swing and a miss.
1: Boy, I nailed it. Like, baseball commentary is pretty oh, good because it's hey, better than the product on the field. Here's the kick.
2: You guys are awful. <laughs>
1: You guys are awful. Here's there's a no fan fans streaking. Let's do the seventh inning stretch.
0: Oh, there's a cat on the field. You guys are awful. I, I cannot condone that. You, you, you
2: open up the door. The score is one to one at the bottom of the eighth inning. Two hits for the Braves. The you know, here's what I'm gonna say. Here's why you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong.
0: Three hits for the Brewers. It's been a lightning game, fellas. Here's why you're wrong, Eric. I've done no baseball. Convincing. I've done a baseball game solo. I've done multiple baseball games solo exactly. as a play by play. There's nothing else no, going no, 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 no. on. <laughs> it is, you don't need a guy. Yeah, you no, you do. No. It is genuinely, and when you have a swing slow game, it. it is one of the hardest things to do just to talk yourself the entire game and like accurately paint a picture of a game. Especially if you guys think baseball is boring, which, whatever, we're not going to have that conversation. Guaranteed on, we're not going to
2: rockers. But I'm just saying, here.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, if you guys think the game's boring, the fact that you have to talk about it for two and a half, three hours, whatever, and try to paint a picture. Is a ter- if you guys think that that's easy or that's like whatever? No, I'm terrible. Saying it's thing. boring.
2: Well, Jim, we have a 75 degree sunny afternoon. There's a cloud over here, over left field. I'm
1: not saying it's easy. I'm just saying I would rather watch paint dry. Oh, yes. Man. Or maybe a grass grow. Because they are awful. Anyway. Anyway.
0: <laughs> He's getting mad. He's getting mad at us. Just terrible. He's just lucky baseball's back. <laughs> I am happy baseball's back. Um, we do have one more thing. I think I I don't know if we have anything else Packers-wise because we still have a while for the draft yet. Uh, we've pretty much hit on the last two weeks here. There was one thing Justin wanted to bring up, and, and this seems like a perfect time to do so. And that being... This show is about to go
1: off the train tracks just so y'all are aware.
0: Justin, do you have something Packers-wise well, or NFL-wise here? Nope, nope, nope. This is a,
2: a, a very interesting conversation. So uh, Travis Wilson from WSN... Uh, Wisconsin Sports Network did a study um, over the weekend on the uh, attendance for the state championship games in high school basketball. Um, Boys basketball, the state tournament, was down in attendance 25% over a seven-year average. Uh, Girls basketball was down 12% over a seven-year average. Um, Some some would liken that to a post-COVID hangover, some would liken that to streaming options. Um, what? So would
1: you have like to explain why the numbers are down in Phil attendance? I would love to hear what you have Everything's to say. down. Like, it's not, it's, this isn't a, the article made it sound like, oh, this is a Wisconsin boys, girls, state basketball issue. No, it, like literally everything across the board is down. I don't disagree with that. And that's because when COVID happened for about 18 months, I guess it was kind of still going well, on.
0: Well, let's just say, let's just even use two years because that's where years. we're at right
1: now. People have got into trends of, I'm just going to watch it at home. I'm going to have the boys over. We're going to have some beers. And we're going to watch state basketball. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so the state attendance isn't down due to a bad product. I think we can all agree on that. And you nope. said something earlier about um, how good it's been. The reffing at the state tournament, you mentioned that earlier, and I'm like, you know what? They're, you're right. It's always been good. Yep. So it's not bad at fishing. It's the best of best. The talent's good. Yep. The games are competitive. Yep. Right. So why would people not show up? Well, it's because we've got to a point in the world where people are are doing more things, mm-hmm. and you have to live stream it.
0: Yep. Well, and and you know, I know that they point <laughs> out for the boys tournament specifically just the fact the NCAA opening round was in Milwaukee. Badgers. So you had there. you had Badgers playing there Friday and Sunday. Granted, Sunday doesn't interfere, but people traveling there for Thursday for the opening round and then uh, second games on Friday. People getting as much basketball as they could over the weekend in Milwaukee. Bigger venue. Badgers playing there too. Um, a lot of people probably budgeting to go watch the Badgers when they can instead of Boys State. Yep. And I think kind of Ramsey hit it on the head is just that. You know, even personally speaking, I don't think it was much of a priority this year to just to watch. Because I know, personally speaking, I you know I went to, we went to the girls' Thursday yeah. night. I watched as much as I could, but I really I had no outside of the Gibraltar game. I had really no rooting interest in anything on Friday or for the met or for the guys' side. Yeah, there were no There wasn't very many local teams. I think I made it. They did. Um, I believe they lost. Lost
2: first round. Ron Collie won which was if you watched them was spectacular. The, the performance they put on was spectacular in both games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you had good product, like I said, I just I think that's partially that I don't know if it's just a, it's a factor of the two years of you know kind of what Ramsey said it just stuffs down. you can sit at home and watch it or if it's just a fact of you know or if it's maybe a combination of everything above and but like I said, I, just, I don't think it was an appointment watching this year.
2: So with
0: that said,
2: the article led to what can the WIA do to recoup some viewership, some some ticket sales uh, to, to bring people back? They're and, not going to. And the idea that Travis, uh, which in his article, I thought he wrote the article quite well, um, pointed out some real issues uh, that that high school coaches across the state would have um, and do have. But his uh, suggestion was to bring two more D- D1 teams and open up a, a new um, session on Thursday morning, which has an open session um, to create more games um, amongst the highest uh, enrolled schools Enticing more fans to come, um, I I don't
0: think it's a terrible idea. I'm not a fan of it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I, not either. It, it's not the author. It's not the source. I I guess, and maybe it's just my bias here. Small school wise is, I know that these are the the schools that have the biggest enrollments and the biggest populations and stuff. And yep. And you know that does translate to best, or to bigger t- ticket sales. I get that. But I guess my argument of it is I don't – I guess I don't ultimately see at the end of the day as to why you're giving m- this precedence to only that one division. And that's, that's the argument amongst small schools. Well, but the other issue is though I wouldn't say
1: when – so that I've had at State, right? Yeah. I have seen it before where the – Small schools are drawing just as much people as the big schools are. Right, because the whole town's coming. That is, that is perception. That is perception. That there are numbers out there that, that disprove that. I don't think so. I, I've seen, I mean, I'm not saying that that's 100% standard. It's just the WIAA is proving how outdated they are, is that you You think this is an issue, right? It's not an issue. It's a reality of what the world that we currently live in. Right, they're not adapting. Right, you're not adapting. If you were smart, you just charge everyone for a streaming service, right? Because people are still going to watch, and you're still going to get your revenue well, out of it.
2: And there, are, there's multiple, there's multiple uh, things that that they could do. Um,
1: there, the articles theory is more people, more tickets, more sales. But tickets aren't where people make money, and I don't understand where that thought is, is the from. The WIA either. makes money, right? But that's not necessarily a correlation either. Like you're not necessarily just making money on ticket sales. You're making money on advertisement. That's where your money comes from, right? Sure. So if you were smart, what you would do is you pay per view it. You would basically take your entire streaming service, charge a flat fee for the entire weekend, and then pay more money for advertisers to pay to pay you money to be on your pay per views. I had a terrible too. But that's if that's right. it, but that's what we're talking about making money. I so. They're trying
2: to recoup money. That's there, how you recoup the money. There are other other models out there, and this is where this might go off the off the rails a little bit. Minnesota, uh, the state of Minnesota, currently plays um, games at their state tournament for a third place. because yeah,
1: 'cause they're a bunch of losers over there.
2: So, <laughs> in theory, I, this to me is my favorite option. That just waters on your product, though. It
1: it dilutes your product. So now we're why why does it. What what dilutes it?
0: Because you're taking are, value. You got the teams that are already there. Yes,
1: you're taking the value away from your state
2: championship. Right. But if we're talking strictly about ticket sales, okay? Yes, but if I'm if I'm a parent, you're guaranteed two games. Yes, you're gonna
0: travel.
1: You're gonna travel. You're, you're, you're traveling stay, for a state tournament, anyways. You're
2: gonna have not if not, uh, if I were from Hurley and I could watch it on TV. I- instead, if you had a kid playing, so you're talking parents. You're still. I'm knowing. talking fans. I'm talking the whole city. Like, I I don't think if I could watch it on TV and not and not, you know, risk only watching 32 minutes of entertainment of the team that I'm there for and double that
0: and have a 3 out of 4 chance of bringing because a trophy home then for sure well I I won't even go the trophy route but what that does is it guarantees you that you're getting two games in a guarantee, and I, I'm not even saying I'm a fan of this because I, I do have some issues with it too. I just don't know when you play those games. That's the question. But at the at the positive side, it guarantees that people stay in that town more, and you're getting the ticket sales guaranteed too. Which I know that you said that the ticket sales don't necessarily matter because I agree with you that they really don't too. But the flip side of that coin is that you know, and I know when Justin and I went, you know, on on Saturday or Thursday night, excuse me. There's a lot of teams, I think, that you know, kind of the favorites and the, the kind of the perennial teams, that they have no interest in going on a Thursday on night? a Thursday night or even Friday if they don't know that they're going to play Saturday. Right. But They'll, I don't, But we're, like, we're all of a sudden
2: those Saint Croix Falls made it. None of those schools really had a following
1: there. But we're assuming right. though that I mean, them having another game is going to make there be a following. I, think, I could make just I as think, much of an argument saying that the following's not there to begin with.
2: Sure, and I'm sure there's a study that you know that would have to be done to, to justify what I'm saying. In, and just that is my opinion. I think, in my
1: opinion, I don't see. I think adding a third place trophy, a third place championship game, that dilutes the product of your state champion.
0: But they're already there, though. Like yeah. they're already playing. Right,
1: but let them have their moment. I we don't need more bad basketball. I don't... Why Why is it bad basketball? They're, they're at state. You're a third and a fourth. No, none of those teams are going to give a shit. If I'm playing at state and I just lose to have a chance at a state title, I don't want to play in a third place game. Still a trophy that you're going to be remembered by for the rest yeah. of Yeah. In your case. We had a state ball know. trophy in ours that was silver, and I'm, I walked by it a lot. I'm like, fuck, why do we have that displayed? Like, it's a second place trophy. Like, yeah. I that's my yeah. opinion yeah. on yeah. it. I don't... I, I think there are a lot of people that would sway on the other side of that. Would you be proud of a third-place trophy, though? Hell, yeah. I was the third-best team in the state. Hell, I, yeah. So I wasn't good enough to play in the state title game.
0: Hell, yeah. If we're just talking revenue purposes for the state and for WIA and all that and and for the cities that they play in, so Green Bay and Madison, I'm a big fan of it just for revenue purposes. Yeah. Because, like I said, I do think, you know, Justin, what was the the first game we saw? Um there's a mineral point. Yes. Mineral point had such. they didn't have like almost any fan section. Cause I think they basically thought they were going to play Saturday. Yep. And they were so sure of it that they're like, yeah, well why were we showing up for this? It's yeah. not an event.
2: Is it? You know, I mean, you I'd, could go and make it an event. You could take Friday off of work.
1: But I think that's the point that we're at though. I don't think, I don't think mineral point, even if they thought they're playing Saturday, I don't think they show up for a third place game either. Like, does that make sense? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the people who are there are gonna show up regardless. The people who aren't there, adding an extra game isn't gonna be like, oh, we're gonna make that, especially mineral points only But
2: even if the people two and a are, half hours. Yeah, but even if the people are there, they're gonna stay for a second game.
1: They're buying tickets again. Okay, but I'm saying I this isn't it's not I don't think making more revenue. Like I don't see where this revenue is gonna go up from ticket sales. So they're just buying another ticket. There's well, it's probably in a package, right? You're probably going to buy the weekend package. Sure, no, they sell them by sessions. Right. But when you go through from a school, I believe you buy the weekend package or you get. It's just like well, a yeah, session. You can, but they still sell them by session. I'm just saying you're two to ticket the sales, school. I think we've missed the point, though. The ticket sales aren't your moneymaker, regardless. Like, that's besides the point. And so the fact that we're trying to. Re- we're fit, it's advertising dollars is where your money is. Ticket sales are irrelevant. So, and then. <sighs> I don't know that
2: I agree with that. I think there's money. in So the thirty-two thousand. I think that's why it's a big. Thirty-two
1: thousand by what? Fifteen dollars a ticket. Eleven. Uh
2: yeah, I think it was eleven this year. So three hundred
1: twenty thousand dollars. I bet you you make more than that on your advertising. In your well, TV easily deal. you do. So then what? But what it's we, still
0: three hundred twenty thousand dollars. Right, but, but, that's, but the TV money is not the problem.
1: But, right, but we're talking about the WIA wants to do this to make more money. They're talking about attendance. They're talking about ticket revenue. Right, they're talking about a strict money thing. If you, like, that's the thing. We're talking just strictly money for the WIA. They don't want to improve it for the kid. They don't want to improve it for the families. They want to make more money on the state tournament.
2: I don't know. I don't understand how playing a second game is not making the state tournament better for the
1: kid. But it's not about the kid. It's about the money. It's a chance to bring home a ball. And yeah, bring see if like I said, if I'm playing, I don't give a shit about third place ball. I could give I that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well
2: I, I think there's a lot of kids out there that would play their hearts out for it. It's another especially D one, D two, D three kids that have a shot at going to a college that are on uh like there's a kid from Milwaukee today that committed to Tennessee State.
0: hmm
2: It's another chance to put a game on the film.
0: It's, there's a lot of chances to go with it. Like, I, I don't know that I agree with that. Well, let, let me ask you this then, because this is just one thing and I saw a lot in the comments and it's something, I don't know how I personally stand on it. What about adding instead of that second, you know, that qualifier game for the Division One, I, I think part of it and a lot of people, are just maybe it's coming kind of just perception and maybe it's not as big of an issue as you think it is, but Adding a private school division or two private school divisions. No. No? It's well, so, never going to happen. So, but why, I don't think it will,
1: but I'm just never saying, gonna like, happen. here's a thought. Why don't we just the, televise a sectional game? They've talked about the Super Tuesday, right? Yeah. I, I get it. I get why the coaches yeah. don't want to do that. That would solve your revenue issue, right?
2: Uh, That's assuming that the WIA doesn't get a kickback from NFHS or YouTube or whoever, is streaming that game
1: but you're streaming televise it on your local tv stations i bet you i i would say you probably make your money back if you just televise your that leads me into my third option
2: is going back to what they used to have in super sectionals um i don't know if you guys are old enough to remember when they used to play at the
0: brown county i Creator. went to that once here uh yes, yes. We, i went to it when i was like in third grade i think i went uh if, the game I remember is Lux Casco versus Seymour. Yeah, if they did that at four or five host sites that
2: are, you know, even as big as the Crest, which holds what six thousand
0: people? Four thousand.
2: Four thousand people. That's a perfect venue, for a super sectional for a Do it to at UWO.
0: To... Do it at the Herd Arena. Yeah. There's do enough. It at, there's enough yeah, small colleges. You could, if you have an issue, if you want to get the the Milwaukee market. I mean. Even if you have to go to Concordia, go to Concordia and Mequon. Uh, I
2: think, and then televise those games.
1: Um, That makes your money back right there. Yeah.
2: I think that's the third option. And then you keep the state tournament as it is. But that. That is not, I mean, that's an option that's not speaking specifically about state tournament. Well, and
0: here's, here's the other, I guess the fourth option is, uh,
2: you know, that's not really talking about state tournament attendance. That's just a way to make up
0: for the loss of state tournament attendance. Here's my, I guess my kind of thing. And I guess because the article and and Travis's article didn't really mention it, or maybe if it did, I didn't see it. That was a long, it was a long article. It was a nice article. It was, it was really well done. Why are we making so much ado from one year post COVID, with having it back at its normal? Why why not let it breathe a year or two yet? So we just talked about it's a lot of money.
2: It's a lot of money, and you just lost two years. You sure, just I, I lost agree. Two years. So now. But years. what
0: I'm saying is, you know, your your main worry is attendance, and like Ramsey said, you know, it's potentially just ha- COVID hangover. You still got, you know, up until the week before the boys state finals, you still had mass minutes in Madison. Yeah. So I, I'd be willing to bet that there's a lot of people who maybe considered going and didn't know how that was going to play out.
2: It's a big topic because this one sport, it's not like the NCAA where football pays for everything. Right?
1: No, this pays for This everything. is
2: what makes the money for the WIA. It's okay. not baseball state tournaments. It's not football. Although football state tournament does make money. but is Basketball that, is their main revenue generator.
1: Is that also the problem with the WIA? Is that they're not capitalizing on any that's, other sports they that's have?
2: Every, that's every governing body. If you think about it, like, we have our local high school baseball games, and even at regional or sectional sites,
1: you don't have to pay to get in. That's what I'm saying. So is is the issue that the WI is just so outdated that they can't actually – they don't know how to market their products that they have?
0: No, I – See, I think, I think they took a huge... I think they miss a lot of revenue. If we're going to talk about TV money, the fact that they don't have an, a a, or a broadcasting agreement like they do for state basketball with a local channel, with a satellite channel. Okay. or They have it all up through Fox Sports, Wisconsin, or Valley Sports, Wisconsin. I think well, they have lose... CW. Well, that's what I'm saying. They don't have that for football. Football is all on Fox Sports, yep. or Valley Sports, yeah. Wisconsin.
2: That's true. So
0: my, my kind of point with that is, I mean, you have state championships for the main sports, whatever. Why not, I mean, CW and, and all these stations, I mean, when I was, because for the girls' state championship weekend, I was down in Sheboygan, they don't even have it on one of their staple stations. It's on, like, a substation in Milwaukee. Yeah. So why not strike up a deal with, like, you know, CWs by no means, they're not putting out news or anything like that. Why not strike up a deal with one of these local yeah. channels Have all your your sports, high school sports championships there. Have your state football, state baseball, state softball, whatever. They also got to want to buy it, too. They would. They also, you know,
2: that's a two-way street. I'm
1: sure that the football revenue, it's hidden on a channel you don't get, right? Fox Bolly? Yep. If it was on local TV, you would watch it, right? Hell yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that are in that same boat that, because it's a dish network thing right yeah I mean, I'm not on more, everything but except I'm on Hulu now and yeah but that's what I'm saying if it was if it's on a local channel people are gonna tune in
0: well even if Just even if like... you have to you can you could probably package them you could probably do fall championship on one you could probably do winter on another one yeah. Even if you have to do it that way um where that I mean basketball is gonna be the main one but you can still probably channel swim and dive you could probably still get wrestling throw it in as like a, a bonus and that way you can still have your state championships on, on TV yeah. and get, at the most part, exposure. I mean, could you tell me where state swimming and dive is? I have no freaking clue. I know it's not in Madison. I'm pretty sure it's lacrosse, but I don't know that for a fact. No clue. That's,
1: but that's the issue with the WIA. They're just outdated enough. They don't... That's but, what it you
2: know... <laughs> They gotta want to have it on 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 their station. Nobody wants
0: swimming and diving on their station, you know. You could sell it with football, though. You could sell it with football, and basketball. Like I said, I think if you have to kind of just do packages. Do a fall sports package where you are going to get the bath you are going to get football, but then you are also going to have to do if, soccer and golf you're, or something.
2: If, if you are a TV station, say you are CW, right? You are going to take on soccer. You are going to take on baseball. You are going to take on all these. Non-revenue sports, um, for what?
0: Six days out of the year.
1: Yeah,
0: it's. I mean, they're they're I mean, basically. I mean, they're paying for everything else that they have on those networks. That's they're just paying for uh, uh, like reruns and stuff. I mean, they're, they're paying not, for syndication. That's the word. I got you. Baby. But are they going to get the views
1: and, and the numbers
0: to sell their That's why you do it as... Package deals. As packages. Do a fall sports one. Yep. Do a winter sports one. Because basketball's going to be that revenue-driving one, right? Football's going to be that revenue-driving one. And spring, I mean, if we're talking practicality, Wisconsin, it's either going to be... I mean, no one's probably going to watch uh, track and field, even though that's a really big one. But Maybe. just the production that they put on at... at uh, Foxy Stadium for state baseball. Yeah, I mean you're gonna get these big packages, and it's better than paying for syndication. WI is gonna pay you to have that on. They're gonna basically pay. I, I'm guessing if I know for what I know about broadcasting, it's gonna be no different than like how college basketball for for the Green Bay Phoenix works. Yep. They buy that airtime from you. Mm-hmm. They're spot. They're paying for the sponsorships in those windows, so you don't even have to sell it. You just have to sell. Okay, we're not gonna have syndication of. Of well, I'd say that's way beyond my... Vampire opinion. Diaries again. And the syndication's
1: expensive, too, from what I've... It understand. can be, yeah. it gets It gets pretty... Like, I would bet the syndication to play some of that other stuff is probably more expensive than some of the... Doing state packages like that.
0: Easily. And like I said, the WI is paying for the, the whole broadcast. Because you watch... Because exactly. they have to be careful with what they broadcast. When you watch that girls' state championship on TV, it's like quick trip... Badger Mutual Insurance. Dairyland. Dairyland. Simon's Cheese. Simon's Cheese and like um, Marshfield Clinic. I Went to school with that guy, Simon's And that's, Cheese. that's the extent of your advertising for that. So you're not... I, D- I don't think you're making... You're not losing that much money because the WI is just coming in saying, hey, we're buying this airtime from here to here. Deal with it. And then they have it on their whole statewide network. Yep. That'd be where your money would be. This, this isn't... Uh...
2: As much of an argument as I expected, Ramsey.
1: I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think that. I think that we're. I think it's an overreaction to a down year. I think. Yeah, that 100, it is, I 100 I agree with that. Too. I think that it. That's we why don't, I brought this whole we thing up. Definitely don't need a. A third place championship. That's so ridiculous. Like I get it for the kids, but I also get it for. I feel that dilutes
0: your state championship game a little bit, and I don't know if I say it dilutes the state championship, but I think just trying to even find the space to or the time to play—I think that would be the biggest question of it. I think you should just what you should just you're, gonna, your have s- to take,
2: you're gonna have to take a whole day of playing <laughs> of playing uh, third place games like like they do. It on has the to state be Sunday cha- or Friday. And then and so you move it have, to Wednesday.
0: You might have move to move your that.
2: preliminary games to
0: Wednesday. You know that that's what it would be. I think you can also get rid of the three point contest too. I'm I am i am okay with that leaving. <laughs> I don't think that's bad. Why is that bad? Because it takes up a it takes up that early Saturday morning time slot. Your first yeah, morning session. They don't have that. They don't have anything for it. They have five games that day. Then don't play the last one at nine o'clock. They don't. Play it at eight thirty. Exactly.
2: That's prime time television, Eric. That why? on Saturday,
0: it's not. No, why is another here's no. another fact for you, Justin. So well, here if we're talking broadcasting. Why fact, is
2: NCAA playing at nine o'clock on a Saturday? Because not there's nothing the else Coast. for them to
0: do. Saturday night, Saturday primetime is the lowest rated T V ratings in the country. Okay. I bet followed by Friday. I don't know what's second, but I know that fr- Saturday night is the lowest watched, lowest bought TV time. Hmm. I because, believe it. Because everyone, if you think about it, everyone's out there going, you know, that's their night to go do stuff. That's their night to go out to dinner. That's night to go whatever. Well,
2: that's because they're all sitting at the bar watching it on that one
1: TV. Believe it or not, that's not the national average. That's just here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, na- nationwide though, that is the lowest nationwide. <laughs> that's they're sitting at the taverns usually more. That, that's a Wisconsin right. thing, but but that that's statistic nationwide. is nationwide.
2: The gator hunting down south, watching it
0: on their streaming with on five their, people on, on their, boat. fan boats. <laughs> their fan boat on their fan boat. All right, anything else you guys want to add since in the last two weeks? Um. Go do. I I don't got anything. All right. So with that, we just wrap hey, up. Oh, where's the race? Well, that's that's next Richmond. God, you guys are bad. I'm guys. pulling for Richmond. So that's what you're rooting for, I'm rooting Justin. For what are you rooting for this week? I'm rooting for Richmond. That's Eric's favorite I'm, track. I'm
2: rooting for. That is my
0: that is my favorite. For track. weather
2: delays on opening day of
0: baseball. You are just the. That's next week. First of all, I hope it snows. I, you are just the I worst. I hope
2: in Chicago they get. 50 inches of snow.
1: And then I hope that the CBA falls through and we just cancel yeah, the worst. Rick Petito comes in.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> phase for Strivers with Rob Manfred. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then delay it. Till I, that'd July. be an upgrade for Mount Rob Manfred. Rob <laughs> <laughs> Manfred's a piece of shit. Anyway, with that, I'm Eric. That's Justin in the studio, Ramsey in the studio. That's Root for Wisconsin, episode 67. We're in the book. See ya. Bye. Salud.